Hi everyone, my name is Mare Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. Hi everyone and welcome back to another week at Life on the Farm. This week I am so excited to share with you all the first couple of weeks of my community pharmacy rotation. For those of you who have been following along or those of you who have been keeping track like I have, this is the sixth and final rotation of my APPEs, my Appy year. And so this is the last rotation I have before I graduate. And it's so crazy to think that this whole year has absolutely flown by. I think there are certain moments that felt like forever, but in the grand scheme of things, time has absolutely just blown by. And I can't believe I am literally a few weeks away from graduating and becoming a a pharmacist. And so I think this is going to be a really great episode because I think for me personally, this rotation has really been a full circle moment. I started out in community pharmacy, like many of you know, and so what this experience has been like now that I'm at the end of my pharmacy school journey, I think has been so eye-opening and there's so much I've taken away. And I definitely want to touch upon all of that and more in today's episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it because there's a lot to talk about. So the first thing I want to talk about before I talk about some of the tasks that I do and some of the different patient encounters that I've had during this rotation thus far is give you an idea of what this practice setting looks like. So many of you are probably familiar with community pharmacy as those who work in the retail space, so whether it be a Rite Aid, a CVS, a Walgreens, a Walmart, and that's definitely a type of community pharmacy. But what also falls under this umbrella is outpatient pharmacies, such as discharge pharmacies, those that you find in a hospital where patients can go after they have had a stay or if they've come to the ED. And so I was actually fortunate enough to be placed in a discharge pharmacy. So this is a pharmacy located within a large hospital where a lot of patients after having been admitted to the hospital or the ED, like I mentioned, can come and pick up their new medications that have been prescribed to them while inpatient. And that way they are able to be set up before they go home. There's no need for them to go to another pharmacy. It's very convenient. It's within the hospital itself. And something that's really cool is that oftentimes nurses can come down and pick up the prescriptions for the patient. And so that also helps to facilitate an easier discharge from the hospital itself. And so this has been really exciting and I think this has been able to really shape this experience in a different perspective than my other community pharmacy experiences because we are integrated into the electronic medical record. And so versus in P1 year when you're doing your community IPPE or IPPE, when you are out in the retail space, it's much harder to have a picture of what is going on with the patient in general. And so in those cases, it's more so just based off of the record that you have of their fill history at that pharmacy. But what's great about being in a discharge pharmacy and being integrated into the health record is being able to do your own deep dive as a pharmacist, as a pharmacy intern, and really make evaluations about the patient's clinical therapies. And I think this has been probably one of the most exciting parts. Self-admittedly, the community pharmacy rotation is one that I felt was redundant because we had done it our P1 year, but I completely understand why it's a core rotation, one of our required rotation for appies. And not only am I thankful that we have to do it, I am so thankful that it's my last rotation and I'm again last but not least really grateful that it's in the discharge setting so if you're able to pick where you do your community one I highly recommend being in this space because you are able to evaluate every single prescription
description, you not only have the conjugated view that they give you um, through the fill history that you have there, but you're also able to go into Epic in general and look at all of the notes and basically act as if you're a pharmacist on the floor. And this is really helpful because you can look at the patient's MAR, their medication administration record, and see what they have been doing inpatient. You can look at any of the events that the pharmacists who are rounding with that team had left and the reason why drugs may be different and whatnot. You can also look at the provider notes and progress notes and see what they were thinking, why they've done certain things. You can also also make sure that if there are any medications the patient was taking inpatient, that they line up with what the patient's being discharged on, if there are any discrepancies in dosing, if there are any sorts of considerations that need to be taken, such as if a patient was on an ACE inpatient and then suddenly they're being transitioned to, especially in heart failure, let's say they're being transitioned to something like Entresto, which is made up of an ARB and a nephrolysin inhibitor, you need to have that 36-hour washout period. And so making sure that the doctor is aware and if they aren't, to make sure to let the patient know when they come up to the window when we counsel them. And so there's so many great things that come out of having this access and it's honestly been such a fun time. And so I kind of just wanted to give a little bit of frame of reference and then I guess also to talk about the people that I work with. So it looks just like a community pharmacy. You have the rows of your medications and then you have the shelves with all of the completed orders and then you have a tech that works at the hot seat is what they call it. And that's the technician that types up all of the prescriptions that come in as electronic orders or that the pharmacist take as verbals um, or whatnot. So that's that seat. They handle all of the insurance and everything like that. Then there is the warm seat, which is directly to the right of that. And honestly, they do the same thing, but it's a little bit less hectic. They try to help with the phones as well. So the hot seat doesn't have to handle that either. There are then five or six pharmacists, so it's pretty well staffed. And then there are almost five or six other technicians who do non-sterile compounding, help filling prescriptions, who help with the register, who help with doing all of the stocking of the shelves. And then of course the hot seat and the warm seat with dealing with all of the different prescriptions. So it's a pretty full house. I have to say it's probably one of the better staffed retail outpatient type of pharmacies I've ever been in and I think it runs really smoothly so it's been a really cool experience so far and at the same time I'm also with another student this rotation which is really exciting because they're actually from another pharmacy school and I haven't had an opportunity to work with someone from another school and so we have been getting along amazing and we've been having the best time and it's really great just not only getting to know somebody else but also kind of go through this whole thing together so Again, that's kind of what it looks like. And so now we will get into what I do on a daily basis. Even though this rotation is very much in line with my introductory pharmacy practice experience in my P1 year, I think the biggest difference, and I just mentioned this, is the ability to clinically review prescriptions. So for me, anytime that something is put into the queue to be typed up, if anybody gives me some sort of order over the phone or if I pick up a basket to fill a prescription, I take my time now to review that prescription, not only the drug, but the dosage, the SIG, everything about it as if I was a pharmacist in order to practice and to get that learning and make the most of the situation. 
one of the reasons I'm so excited that this is my last rotation is that it's really a test of what I know and what I don't. And it gives me the opportunity to practice my brand generic, to understand my patient counseling, what are the important points I need to know about this, and what don't I know. If anything, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway is because that'll allow me to really focus in on what I should be studying for the NAPLEX. And so what's different about my appy rotation and what I'm trying to make the most of in this experience is really taking this as a learning opportunity. I think a lot of us P1 year ended up filling a lot of prescriptions. You do do some patient counseling here and there and whatnot, but really during appy year, making it about learning. And so every time I have a prescription come across me, I not only look at the drug, I check the dose, the SIG, like I already mentioned, I check the clinical indication. I go into the chart. I figure out, is this right? Is this wrong? I make sure to use LexiConf if I have any questions. And I always, 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 something that I've been doing on this rotation that's really changed the game for me, look at the adult patient education or the peds one in the event that it's a child. And that has completely changed the game for me because one of our responsibilities is patient counseling and it offers you a great understanding of what you should be pointing out to patients. Um, but going back to clinically reviewing prescriptions, one of the things that I've been trying to do is to catch any errors or any mistakes or any sort of places I need to make recommendations or changes before it reaches a pharmacist, reach out, get that done, whether it be taking a verbal, making changes, whatever it may be, and typing the new script, processing it through the insurance, which I will get to that in a second. That is such a wild ball game. I can't even begin to describe. If you know, you know, but like I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, and then really filling the prescription and going all the way through and making sure that it's all taken care of. So I think one of the biggest things you can do in this space as an appy student is be able to catch those errors, to catch the, any dosing errors, to catch any this or that as a patient being underdosed, overdosed. Is this indicated? Is it even covered? What alternatives do we have? Um, is this what the patient was on inpatient? So again, taking that extra time to really utilize this as a learning opportunity and check my knowledge and understanding. The next thing that I do on a daily basis, this is actually the very first thing I did on my very first day, is taking verbal orders. So something that we can do as pharmacists is that prescribers can call us and they can give us what they want to order for their patient over the phone, um, in person, whatever it may be, and we have the authority to write it down um, write out what the drug is, the dose, the SIG, how many, the quantity of the medication, how many refills. Um, and so that's been really great my very first day. And so I picked up the phone and it was the dentist at a dentist office nearby. And so we also get that as well, since some patients like to fill at our pharmacy, that's totally an option for them. And so they called in and I was like scrambling to find a pad to take the order down. And I mentioned to the dentist on the line I was like I apologize it's my first day just give me one moment and he was so kind about it really understanding we were able to walk through it together and and went really smoothly and I think just a tip out of that whole situation and something I learned over the course of the next couple of days is to really take charge of your phone conversations. People can't see you. They don't understand what you're doing. So when you go silent over the phone, they assume that you're not there, that you're not paying attention or that they've lost you. So when you're on the phone, make sure that you speak up, keep people in the loop on what you're doing. If you can't find a pad, let them know that be like, give me one moment. Let me find a pad because oftentimes they'll quickly run through it. They know in their head what they're looking for. It's all very clear and straight in their mind. But you as the pharmacy student intern, as a future pharmacist, it's your responsibility to make sure that you have all of the pertinent information 
information to make this a valid prescription. So don't let anybody rush you through anything. Absolutely take your time. Read back for clarification because honestly, I think we can all kind of agree with this, but it'd be better to take that extra time on the initial phone call than have to call back, make it through their whole phone tree, and eventually get back to clarifying something that could have been mitigated in the first place. So that's something I've been doing a lot of and I've been getting a lot better at. And it's been really cool because oftentimes when it's a doctors or other providers, they'll ask you for your input. They'll often not know what they should do, this or that with dosing. And so this has really been an exciting experience for me because I think it's really pushed me to be able to utilize my resources, think on my feet and kind of, again, make be able to see what I know, the depth of my knowledge for certain disease states and kind of where I can improve. The next thing that I do is I'm able to transfer prescriptions in and out of the pharmacy. So what that means and the way that this works is that when a provider sends a prescription to our pharmacy, we hold the prescription. So the patient can come to our pharmacy, fill it as many times as the refills or the day supply lasts, But if they want to go ahead and pick up their prescription at a different pharmacy, the patient has to tell the receiving pharmacy that they want to transfer it from us and that pharmacy will go ahead and call us and I can over the phone relay all of that information to the other pharmacy so then they now hold the script. And so that's been really great as well. I've gotten to talk to a lot of pharmacists in the area and it's just great practice. On the other hand, if there are patients who want to go ahead and get their prescriptions from one pharmacy and send it to us they tell us that they want it from their Rite Aid or their CVS or wherever it may be here and so I'll go ahead and call that pharmacy and get that information over the phone from them. Pretty straightforward I'm just making sure that you follow all the proper procedures which is definitely something I'm getting used to but I have definitely gotten down now I've decided to write it out so that I know which steps to follow and it makes it easier so I'm not re-asking the same questions. The next thing that I do that I already kind of mentioned was contacting providers for changes to prescriptions or making recommendations. So based on what I read in the patient's chart, based on what I see on Lexicomp, what I know from my own pharmacy school knowledge, if there's something that just doesn't sit right with me or something that doesn't sound right, if there's, again, a medication that's overdosed, underdosed, whatever it may be, I take it upon myself to go ahead and just reach out to the provider, either page them, tiger text them, that's the secure texting that we have at this institution, and just let them know, first of all, introduce myself, mention the patient, let them know what the current script says, what the issue that I'm seeing is, and give them a recommendation. Because that's what you know is gonna happen next, is that you wanna make sure they have the full picture, and they're gonna come back to you with a why or what should I do, And so you want to kind of just include all of that up front so that they are able to get back to you in the quickest and most efficient way possible. So being able to do that, I think, has been really important. The next part is counseling patients on their discharge medications. And this is something that I am really proud of how far I've come. And I think it was on my very first day after counseling my very first patient that I realized just how far I'd come in pharmacy because I remember P1 year that anytime a patient would pick up a medication, I would have to take a couple of minutes while they were checking out in order to read through the monograph to see what the different side effects were, go on Lexicomp really quickly and give myself a little bit of time to look things up. And that's not to say that's not the case now, but there is very rarely, I've noticed on my appy rotation, a time where I don't know what the drug is for, what the usage is, the indication, 
and how the patient should be taking and important side effects. And for me, that's a huge win. I remember walking out my first day and truly feeling like I had learned something in pharmacy school. I felt confident. I think that was the first time I had walked out of a situation, a brand new situation. I guess kind of not brand new since I've been doing it for a while as far as community pharmacy goes. But it was the first time I could compare where I was to this day in pharmacy to where I was years ago, truly the beginning of my journey. I started out, for those of you who don't know, in an independent community pharmacy as a clerk at 18 years old, right after I graduated from high school. And now to be all the way at this end of the journey, to be able to counsel patients, to walk up to the window, not know what they are, to pick up all of their different vials, boxes, whatever it may be, packages, look at the drug and be able to know right away what to say is, it blew my, I, it blew my mind, first of all. Second of all, I was so proud of myself and I truly, truly felt like I could, I was smiling under my mask. It is such an amazing moment to truly feel like you learned something, that you're doing this, that you got this, and to be reminded that you are progressing forward because oftentimes during appies it can feel like you know absolutely nothing no matter how hard you try but this community rotation has shown me that that is not the case that I'm gonna walk out of here having learned something and honestly it's just a really refreshing feeling and so this has been a really great experience and being able to walk up to that counter and really talk to people and break down that knowledge that I have and make it easy for them to digest and explain to them what's going on there's nothing better than hearing thank you so much for explaining it like that no one's ever told me something like that or you did a great job or thank you so much and then if they ask you your name and then you mention that you're the pharmacy student and they say something about how you you're going to do great in life and it's just like yes you kind of know all of these things because you go into pharmacy school and you're moving forward and you're doing the thing but to hear it from the people that you're helping it's totally different and it really it meant a lot and it continues to mean a lot and I think it's one of the best experiences and probably one of the most rewarding aspects of this is just being able to hear that from others. The next thing that I do is I coordinate orders with discharge planners. So we get calls from discharge planners throughout the hospital all throughout the day. They call in, they check if the prescriptions for the patient have gone through, then you have to go ahead and review every single one. And then you have to make sure that they all go through insurance. You initiate the fill. So you print out all the paperwork and then you make sure that you pull all the drugs, fill it and whatnot. And so working with discharge planners to coordinate any sort of cost issues to let them know if we didn't receive a prescription, let them know kind of what the status is with all of those and when they'll be ready is a huge part of it as well. So definitely being prepared for that. And these are lengthy orders too, because oftentimes the patients that come in, again, like I mentioned, are admitted. Um, so there's a lot of surgery patients and ED, like I mentioned. And I think something that I didn't also mention and something about this rotation that I find to be also so, so unique and helpful personally is the fact that we're also associated with a children's hospital who utilizes our discharge pharmacy for their patients. So I'm actually getting a lot of experience with working with PEDS patients and the dosing for those medications and the different indications and usages. And it's been really helpful and a really great baseline. I think for me, our foundation is probably the better word for that because I'm very much interested 
further down the line when it comes to specializing, hopefully in emergency medicine, uh, to work with the pediatric population as well. As a resident, it's one of my required rotations and I'm grateful for that. I think it's really important to have a baseline understanding of what it means to care for the peds population. And so being able to get familiar with that dosing, the way that that whole therapy and that whole population works and exists is really, really helpful and beneficial. I think I'm getting a good understanding. So just want to put that out there because I think that's, I was not expecting that in the slightest. Um, and so getting a lot of those has been really cool. And um, you get to speak with a lot of patients and you get to speak with a lot of parents and sometimes the kids are there and they bring their dolls and everything. And so I wasn't expecting it. And so I was really pleasantly surprised with having that opportunity because we definitely don't touch upon it much in pharmacy school, definitely not like the specifics or anything. And so it's great really just being able to slowly but surely kind of get exposure to that. The next thing, probably the hardest thing for me is mitigating insurance problems. I have been a technician since what year was it? 2015. I used to be okay at best at insurance. I am abysmal. Like just self-admittedly, this is, uh, this is not my strong suit. People have strengths. People have weaknesses. My weaknesses include insurance problems. I am slowly but surely figuring out what to do for the different rejects and I refuse to give up. Let me just put that out there. I will not give up. I will continue to type numbers and try to figure out what numbers will do what until the very last moment of this rotation. But oh my goodness, every time a reject pops up, it is quite the adventure trying to figure out what to do next. For some of them, they're quite straightforward. They let you know like what to do, where to go what to type, what the issue is. And you know what? Thank you to all of those insurance companies that leave such detailed reports. It means the world, I promise. But there are other ones where I don't know what's going on. And then I have to call a tech over. And I don't know if any of you have ever seen that meme of those rappers in a sound booth where one is watching the other and one looks like the expert, the other one, the learner. That is me. I am the learner in awe of the technician who knows all of the codes because I I'm not at that level, nor do I think I ever will be, but I will try every single day to get that much better. So that is how that's currently going. Um, in the future, I probably will never have to deal with insurance issues, but for this current rotation, that is something I'm absolutely gonna have to continue to work at, and I'm very much aware of that. So something to consider. And then last but not least, the last task that I have is filling prescriptions. At the end of the day, you should not be there to be doing someone else's job as far as filling as much as you can, but you're also there to be helpful in the scenario, to be a team player, to learn, and filling prescriptions is a really important part of all of that. So for me, the way that I do it, again, is take my time, work through the clinical review of it, but then also use this as an opportunity to remember what types of dosings are out there, what formulations to understand brand generics, and again just help out because you're there to be a team player like I mentioned it's important to communicate to build strong relationships on the rotations that you're on and so I think this is a great way to do so I for me despite the fact that I'm on my last rotation and almost done with pharmacy school there's nothing that is below me absolutely not I will fill any prescription I will do RTS labels I'll do anything and that's because at the end of the day all of these are opportunities to learn and so big deal if I've done them before 
I think that's one of the other things to be mindful of on this rotation is that yes, there are a lot of things that'll be different, but there are a lot of things that will be the same. It's inherently so just the nature of community pharmacy. And don't shy away from those opportunities. Don't think you're above any of those opportunities. Take them for what they are, make the most out of it, help out, but make sure that you're also learning. Utilize those opportunities as chances for you to, again, figure out where you're at, test your understanding, be real with yourself. If there's things you're not getting, get better at them. Do that in your downtime. Utilize your time properly. Let people know that you're actually doing something to better yourself and help them. So that would be probably my biggest advice when it comes to tasks that you may believe aren't your job. Everything is your job. And then the last thing I want to go ahead and talk about today are kind of some of the interesting patient encounters I've had and the scenarios and opportunities I've been able to intervene and be able to really practice as a student pharmacist and so we had a patient call who had been on medication for pinworm in addition to their child but were also on Enbrel for rheumatoid arthritis and so they ended up having an active infection and so while we can't diagnose exactly what they had having gone to the physician and whatnot and knowing that they were being treated for it, we knew that we could say whether or not to continue their Enbrel moving forward and kind of what follow-up plans they should take. And the patient ended up actually calling the pharmacy instead of seeing a physician because they knew they'd be able to get in touch with us faster. And I thought that was a really important point to make because we do continue to be the most accessible healthcare provider. The next thing I had the opportunity to do was I had a doctor call and they were trying to send a prescription to another pharmacy, but they wanted to check with our pharmacy first on a recommendation for a pediatric cellulitis case in regard to antibiotics. And so I got to help them figure out what the course should be, so what the daily dosing should be, how it should be spread out, and for how long. And I thought that was really unique as well because, again, using your clinical tool chest, being able to pull out all of the stops that you have and be able to make these recommendations still work kind of in an interdisciplinary team type of environment, despite not being there in person, I thought was really, really cool. One of the other opportunities I had is that a patient's celecoxib was not covered by their insurance. And so our technician had called the provider and the provider was looking for alternatives and wanted to give an order over the phone, a verbal order, um, and wanted recommendations. And so the technician handed it to me. And this is also something you'll realize is that things happen very quickly and you need to take your time, obviously be as efficient as possible to go into the conversation informed. Taking this particular circumstance, I did not know what the dosing or what I wanted to do for this. So I looked up what other options were out there. I kind of had some ideas off the top of my head. I knew there was meloxicam, but the dosing is not the same between the two. 200 milligrams of celecoxib is not 200 milligrams of meloxicam. And so keeping that in mind. And so I had to have a conversation with the provider. What are we trying to treat here? What type of pain is this? What is the patient on inpatient? Things like that. So sometimes it's not as easy as just kind of jumping in and doing what is being asked of you, you have to make your own evaluation of the situation. And so I did take an extra second to pull up Lexicomp to make sure that I was familiar with the meloxicam dosing, checking for renal function, what type of adjustments do I have to make? Um, but of course, making sure that I get on the phone too and start that conversation with the provider. So all things to keep in mind because 
as much as everyone else may be in a rush, you're the one having that conversation. You're the one they're asking for help. And so you need to be well informed and kind of have an idea of how you want to approach this situation and what your recommendation will be. The next one is a patient counseling scenario that I had. And so I had a patient whose child had just come out of surgery and they had a lot of different pain medications. So Tylenol, ibuprofen, and then they had the opioid for severe pain just in case. And the parent made a really great point that sometimes in the middle of the night, they wake up kind of flustered and how will they remember if they did one versus the other? Because oftentimes we recommend cycling the ibuprofen and the Tylenol. So they'll do one and then they'll do the other and wanted to know like at what point would it be considered toxic if their child had taken too much. And so I asked if they had ever thought about using a pill box. And it's a really simple idea. I think it's probably one of the first things that I was ever introduced to in pharmacy school as an intervention and in mentioning that the parents face absolutely lit up they were like I don't know how I never thought of this before it's such a simple idea and I said yeah you could absolutely fill it up at the beginning of the week and then that way even in the middle of the night if you wake up and see that what you'd given earlier is gone then you know what to do next and you know that you plan it out during the day at some point and so that everything is squared away and in order and they were so thankful and just really you could see the relief and I think that was probably one of the most exciting parts and probably one of the most rewarding because you know that parents care so so much about their child and to see this parent really grappling with the fact that they could be potentially causing harm if they were to give too much of either and to have been given such a straightforward solution, something that I think as pharmacy students we think is so obvious and whatnot isn't to everyone. And so mentioning these things could really make the biggest difference and really, really make something that seems daunting and overwhelming to somebody that much easier to deal with. And not to mention it's a patient safety issue as well. If this is going to be the thing that keeps that parent from giving too much to their child or from this or that, it really, at the end of the day, all falls under our scope of being able to provide safe and effective medication therapy. And so I think the biggest takeaway from that is sometimes the simplest ideas can have the biggest impact. And so I think back to my residency interview experience, and I think something I struggled with at the beginning was trying to figure out what my most memorable or what a, what was one of the most important interactions I had. And the example that I used then wasn't this big crazy idea or anything like that. It was just me going above and beyond in helping a patient in a holistic sense. And I think this kind of falls in that same type of realm. And I think it doesn't have to be this grandiose gesture that you do. It really has to be the difference that you're making, the relief that you're offering somebody, the difference in perspective, a shift in mindset that you were able to provide somebody in being able to manage their medications. I think that is the biggest way to have a really important impact. And that will go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I want to say thank you so much to all of you who take the time to listen to not only today's episode, but really any episode. It really does mean the world to me. And I hope that me sharing my experiences is able to shed some light on 
what all pharmacists are capable of doing and the different practice settings that they can be in and really the value that they can add and provide to any sort of scenario that they're in. So if you ever want to ask any questions or if you're ever interested in learning a little bit more, you can absolutely follow me at the Life on the Farm podcast on Instagram. If you could follow on Spotify and rate on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. But until I talk to you all again, I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.